What's going on everyone and welcome to the Real Happy Hour podcast. My name is Ola, I'm your host and today is a very, very special episode. I've got someone special in the house with me. Please introduce yourself. Hi, <laughs> I'm Drow Scarpa. I, uh, I'm Italian, but I've lived abroad for most of my life. Uh, I have an Instagram account called Do The Right Film where I talk about movies and review them. And I'm also a film student. Awesome, awesome. Um, before we get really into like the conversation, why we're here, what we're talking about, how are you? How how is? Because obviously you've got an accent. So mm-hmm. how are you? <laughs> and what has your journey been like? Where are you from? Where you're from? And today? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I'm I'm adjusting to London because uh, I moved here what, a month ago. Okay. Uh, so it's been a big uh, an adjust an adjustment. Uh, well, my journey is complicated, uh, cause I'm originally Brazilian okay. and, and then, um, m- like my family is also Italian and we've lived abroad for most of my life. So, uh, like I did high school in China okay. and then I lived in Scotland, uh, for the last four years to do my undergrad and I, I worked there a little bit as well. And recently, uh, cause I used to be a fil- uh, law student. I recently pivoted into arts and started focusing the last three years on film. Okay. And uh, because of that, I started you know, doing a film account and now I, I, I'm in a film course at uh, a university here. Um, and so like I completely pivoted and that's what I'm thinking of doing in the future. So it's been a complicated journey, both in terms of where I've lived and what I wanted to do with my life, but here we are. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, I've had a similar sort of pivot in careers, but mine has been the other way around, where I was in the arts and then I moved into the IT space. Um, that's interesting. Very, very, very welcome to the show. So, um, obviously, I'm also Nigerian. My journey is <laughs> from Nigeria. I came into the UK to study, and now I live and work here. And um, um, I was a line producer. I think that was the most um, prestigious role I had back in Nigeria and then I came to the UK before lockdown and then lockdown happened and I had to pivot into a different career but it's been good the whole journey for me started from journalism and now it's content production like I want to be a writer producer and all of that and I started this podcast to sort of um, create a space where I can meet people network with people and we can all hopefully create something together that is the mission statement of this podcast and and through my journey of trying to build my network, I came across you. And um, <laughs> that's where I was like, I was really um, intrigued by your profile, your Instagram profile, Do The Right Film. And I was like, oh, okay, I'd like to work with someone like you and work with you in the sense of, I want to create a community and what community? I want to create a film club community. And that's where, you know, I reached out to you and gracefully you were like, oh, okay, cool. And um, <laughs> and here we are now. And um, for the past couple of months, you've not been in the, not been in London, but now you're in London, and now we can really get the ball rolling and and just see how we can do what we can do. And so, first question for you, and obviously it's a com- <laughs> we're having a conversation. You can ask me anything yep. too. Um, why was there a pivot into like film? Why what sp- sparked that pivot? I've always been interested in film, like since I was a kid. Um, obviously, it developed into something more now but i i was always interested you know kids did do different things i mean kids today have uh like ipads and they play games on it but for me as for many other kids in gen z like 
I grew up with the films I saw on, te on television. So I grew up with Pixar uh, and uh, like classic Disney. And then I would say like the, uh, DreamWorks kind of popped up in like the mid 2000s. And so those movies uh, like nurtured some sort of passion for the artistic. But I kind of left it there in the background. And it was 2017-ish when I actually became passionate about um, watching movies, thinking about movies and potentially making movies. Uh, when films like Lady Bird, Get Out, uh, Call Me By Your Name, um, Florida Project, all these really beautiful movies came out. And I was like, oh, for the first time ever, I really uh, interacted with that world. And I was like, Th this art can be beautiful. There's wonderful people making great movies. And so I uh, I started getting like thinking about it and going into it and, look and looking at what has been done in the past, like old movies from the 50s to the 90s and since I was 17 to now it's been this journey of knowing more learning more and more and more writing about it uh, talking to other people about films and I was I was anxious though about making that my career and so I decided to go into a more you know a safer more classical career path in law and it was only until I was 20, so two, three years ago, that I realized that wasn't for me. I still finished my degree, nice. but I, you know, pursued something else during my degree, and now I'm, I pivoted. Nice. I'm, I'm happy you finished your degree because um, as exciting as this media life is, I think it's a, like finishing your degree is a safe space to follow because what's the what's this like a zero point zero 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 one percent chance of sort of being highly successful in this um, field. Well, maybe as an actor anyway. I'm not, I'm not sure about being a producer or a director. Right? It's probably probably higher chance of making some, some bit of success with that. Um, that's interesting. Really cool. Um, and I like the, the list of movies you listed there because <laughs> those are some of my favorite movies too. Lady Bird. I've not seen the whole of Lady Bird for some reason. But did I, you not like Lady Bird? I did like it, but I think I wanted to watch it with my niece and she wasn't as interested because um, I think she was about maybe 11, 12, 13. I just thought this sort of um, would highlight moments of her life. Like she could just see herself and probably relate. But it was a struggle. And I was like, okay, all right, she's not into it. I'm, I guess I'll watch this another time. Obviously, Get Out is a really, really good movie. Um, what's his name? Ryan Paul? Um, no, what's his name? What, the director of the yeah, film? Uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Where did Ryan Paul come from? <laughs> Jordan Peele, yes. He's one of my favorite directors. Too. Um, did you see his recent movie? Um, uh, it was nope and i yes. i adored it it was great it's one of my really favorites really of last year it's really nice seeing um um horror movies or um psychological really thrillers being starring black people and i think it's a it's a shift and we're seeing more of like horror and and dark thrillers or comedy no, not comedy horror because i think black people will divide comedy horror um but it's nice seeing like Directors like Jordan Peele creating content like Nope and Get Out, and then have you seen the Have you seen the Blackening? Yeah, I'm very excited. When you said um, horror comedy, I thought of the Blackening yeah. immediately. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm anxious about what it's going to do because uh, it's a movie about you know all the tropes uh, and and how the horror genre you know kind of boxes black people in. Yeah, it, but, I've seen it. It's, yeah, it's a really it's a really funny good movie and it does address all of the stereotypes and it, it, it almost takes everything every 
check of oh, yeah, yeah this is meant to happen that happens this this is what you they say at this point yeah. <laughs> what is what they really switch it up and and, and it's a good movie yeah. i mean i am a bit anxious as i said though that that's going to be the future of maybe well besides jordan peele who's just making the movies he wants to make of a mainstream black horror is that for the rest of for the next 15 years they're going to feel like oh the blackening was so good so we're going to keep making these movies about tropes instead of telling mm. stories i don't know because we don't have a sample size yet mm. but uh, that's one i guess anxiety that i have from the blackening mm. i don't think that would happen but it would be interesting to see if <laughs> i don't think it would happen i think i think um it would be nice if they did something like a like a Truman Show vibe of you being stuck in the blackening and they're questioning if this is reality or if this is and them them reenacting like okay perhaps this is what you were doing in a scary movie I don't know I think like that might be a nice twist for that like yeah. you know perhaps they're trapped in like a virtual reality or like a I don't know <laughs> that could be cool that could be something and. Weirdly enough, I see Jordan Peele making that. Like weirdly enough, <laughs> or but Black Mirror or something. Yeah, yeah, cool. Could cool. be done. Yeah. Do you want to ask me anything? Um. Well, actually, you asked me how my uh, journey to film started. Like, what movies made your journey start? Start in any or okay. directors? Movies. Um. I think the, the the earliest memory of a movie that I know changed everything for me was was Kill Bill, <laughs> and I was I think. 12, 13 at the time. And I'd never seen, because I, I just grew up watching Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and um, even Arnold Schwarzenegger, and um, what's the Rambo guy called? Sylvester Stallone. So I, I so it was all typical, you know, men, buff, and muscled, and well, not even Jet Li and Jackie Chan were not necessarily muscled, but they were just men sort of doing all of this craziness. And then I see Kill Bill, and I was not expecting that. I was not expecting Uma Thurman to be this blonde, blue-eyed, white woman doing all this craziness. And the way the film was shot was so beautiful. Like, the storytelling, the infusion of, like, manga or, like, anime and and just the, the storytelling, just the narration of itself and, and the, the chapters and the fighting, the shots, the, the, the point-of-view shots where, you know, it's Uma Thurman's vision and it was just i was just blown away like wow this is this is beyond so that was one of the, the first movies that i that really blew my mind and i was like okay i'd like to do this Sensity is another interesting one just the way it was shot and the, the first one particularly mm. i just really enjoyed that movie and every time I, it's on i make sure i watch it and um i think I really enjoyed Gossip Girl and I enjoyed One Tree Hill a lot. I love One Tree Hill. Yeah, like I was a I missed classes for One Tree Hill. Like <laughs> it was like, wonderful. It was such an emotion and I felt like I was there with them. Like I felt like I could relate with, with the characters so much and and so those two shows especially because mm. also coming from Nigeria like a lot of our TV shows back then, I'm not sure about now, they wouldn't progress past a certain age. So if the characters started out maybe eight, nine, ten. Once they got to thirteen, they'd reboot the whole thing over again and it'd be a new cast. Like you never we never really got to see older teenagers experience things. So when I'm sixteen, fifteen, sixteen and I see one tree hill gossip girl, I'm like, wow, this is like aspirational because obviously they 
very wealthy. And um, one trick, it was just dark and deep. And I, c- I could finally feel like there were things that I could see that I was going through. Obviously, it was very exaggerated on one trick. Uh, also, Skins was another beautiful mm. one. And um, how do you feel about the OC? Is that in the list? I never saw the OC. Oh, the OC is my favorite because I've seen all of those shows. I adore One Tree Hill. I like Gossip Girl. Yeah. Falls off a bit in later seasons, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So does mean. the OC. Uh, but I, the OC is the one that really stands out to me. And that's what it, I mean, I wasn't the age you were back in the early 2000s. Because yeah. I think you were like six or something before. Yeah, I was, well, I was three <laughs> when the OC first came out. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is insane to think about. Um, but uh, I have seen it, you know, since in, in, probably like 10 years after those shows ended mm-hmm. i started watching them and i it did exactly the same for, thing for me because i love coming of age stories I mean, it's not really coming of age it's more like campy teenage yeah. like melodrama but yeah. uh, i love those stories both on the small and big screen so like i also love versions of those stories and movies too so yeah. i don't know like the mean girls clueless 10 things i hate about and you. i saw mean girls very late in life but and things I hate about you. I saw that. But I saw Mean Girls like I was in my 20s when I saw Mean Girls. And then I obviously one of the best teenage movies of life. Yeah, but um, um, what else again? I was going to say some other movies or TV shows. But it's just, oh, Matrix. Yes, that mm. was another beautiful one. That's the one I watch every single time it's on TV because it's just phenomenal. And yeah, awesome. So, um, <laughs> Talk about your um, your content now that you create. Like um, how, why it started, what is your goal with that? My goal with it is to get more experience and to grow as a film writer and maybe sharpen my ideas because I think I would like to write. I, I'm interested in criticism as a career, uh, but I... I I'm not strictly interested in that. And this year will be a good year for me to figure it out um, as I'm in film school. Uh, But I'm also interested in production. So it's a twofold thing. I get to review new releases and so grow as a writer, but also show that I, or build an understanding of what works and doesn't work in movies and what kinds of movies I would like to produce in the future if that ever becomes an opportunity. So by watching more movies and writing about them and thinking critically about them, I am get and obviously engaging with other people about them, uh, like like you and and a bunch of other film uh, Instagram accounts have also been in touch. Um, that I think is making me grow. So that's my main objective, and um, I, I'm continuing to look for opportunities. Um, going to festivals now. I'm gonna go to the BFI uh, London nice. Film Festival, and and that's exciting. Screenings start on Monday with uh, the Royal Hotel. Okay. I don't remember the name of the director, but it's the same person who directed The Assistant in 2020 uh, with Julia Gardner. Uh, and I really like her as a director. So like to get opportunities like these, which I only got because I went out on my own and, and created my own platform, um, that is making me better in every single like, aspects of you know film careers that I'm, I would like to pursue. Yeah, I think one thing that I've had to learn is important to be able to create your own platform and things can sort of pop up from there and i think even back in the day like the successful people 
they they did the same thing, but I don't think they were sharing it. They weren't sharing it as much. And so particularly me growing up in the nineties where the goal is, you know, just get a job with anyone that's already established. You don't necessarily think about creating. For you it must be different because y- your time y- everyone's creating something. But for me when I was growing up is someone will hire you and you work for them. And and I think that's it's important to be able to just create what you want instead of waiting for someone to hire you to work with them Mm. because there are so many you can still work with them but you can still have your own thing that you do and you can you're able to work with other people you're able to create what you want to create and you've got that experience that you can use to perhaps get a new successful or very um, good client but i just think it's, it's important to be able to especially when you're in this field and you're creating content it just starts from from what you can do and it, the, lim- the possibilities are limitless. So now let's talk about the pod. I mean the film club. So um, I started the film club called the Real Visions Film Group, and the goal is just have a hub where people can come together and you know we can talk about movie. We can do live screening of um, a movie. Have conversations with the actors and directors afterwards. Um, do I'd like to ha- have quite um, a big, ambitious plan with the film club, but um, obviously it had to be moved for a couple of reasons. And um, now I'm happy you're around, Joe, so we can get this ball rolling. And um, do you have any film club that you're a part of or you created or anything like that? I'm in, no. I'm in a book club. That's, that's as much as... I'm in a book club. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, because uh, I'm currently uh, at King's, uh, and and I joined a couple of I joined a film related society, which is the film society, and I'm in a book club as well. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even met with them yet, but uh, it it sounds like a really beautiful place to go. Like I spoke to the president of the film club, uh, the film club at my university, and he you know he's a very you know passionate person who wanted to talk about movies we spoke about barbie and oppenheimer um i mean here like you live in london and and bfi imax shows it in 70 millimeter imax which is yeah. such a rare there's like yeah. what 20 uh 70 million no, i don't this is not a real statistic just as a disclaimer but there's like what like 20 70 millimeter IMAX uh, screens in the whole world or something. Like there's barely any, and one of them is in London. Um, so like, is I that went, you saw it? I, I saw it in that format and nice. it, I, I saw it for the first time, not in IMAX, but the second time I saw it. So um, that way, and it blew me away. Uh, still prefer Bar- Barbie, but, <laughs> <laughs> but. I did a review of Barbie. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it was really interesting. I think people were expecting me to bash it. Because it did really well. <laughs> the, 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 the engagement did really well. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Go on, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying that we talked about those movies uh, and the experience of watching those movies. And we also clashed because I am a big fan of Sofia Coppola. Yes. And he wasn't. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we talked about it quite peacefully. Um, you know, we just had different opinions on her movies. Also, she's coming to London. I mean, she's not coming to London, but her movie is Priscilla. And that's going to be exciting. I think it's screening for the press on Friday. Okay. So that's going to be exciting. But um, 
so to, I got an opportunity to talk to him and I was like, oh, that could be a good, uh, good space. And, and they do screenings and filmmaking sessions where you, you get to learn more of the filmmaking process and make movies of your own through the society. So it's a, it's a good place and, and film clubs can be um, like very rewarding and, and community building. So I'm excited to also be a part of the one that already exists, but create a new one of my own. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to have you join me into this and uh, the possibilities are limitless. And I'm trying to get a lot of collaborations with cinema houses. Rich Mix is one of the top ones. Oh, I love Rich Mix. Yeah, I went recently to see Past Lives. Yeah, I've got good engagement with Rich Mix and um, they're talking about me curating content. But anyway, I could talk to you about that afterwards. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm happy you're finally in London and we can get this ball rolling and we can work on the film club and and, and yeah. Uh, Any closing remarks? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, Well, uh, watch Past Lives if you haven't seen it. Uh, What's that? Uh, it's a recent movie by Celine Song, uh, starring Reda Lee and Till Yu and John Magaro. Uh, it's written and directed by Celine Song, not just directed. Um, and it's the new movie. I mean, it's it's more of a brand than anything, but it's the new movie by A twenty four about um, two childhood sweethearts who meet twelve no twenty four years after they get separated when uh, the girl leaves Korea to move to Canada. And they move in, and they uh, they meet each other in New York, twenty four years later, over the course of two days, and it's a very touching movie about destiny, and you know how our lives just are drawn in in unexpected ways, and they use this metaphor of the inyun, mm-hmm. which is a um, concept in uh, Korean, I guess, spirituality, which is basically we have an inyun. People have an inyan, uh, which is basically a connection between two people. And if you even so much as uh, meet, like graze each other's arms, it means you were something to each other in a past life. Mm. And and so it, it just, um, it is a movie about what ifs and about the choices that we make and how those choices make us who we are. And we can live with the regrets we uh, of the choices and the people we've left behind, but... Um, it's a movie about moving forward and, and reckoning with those wow. choices. And I, I adore it. It's the best movie of the year, in my opinion. Wow. And many people agree with me, actually. Is that past lives? Yeah. Nice. That's interesting. However, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Okay, so if you're talking about movies that you'd like to see, okay, you mentioned past lives. Any movie that you're excited to see? Mm. Well, I'll, I'll give you a few if you want. Okay, uh, Priscilla. Because okay. <laughs> Sofia Coppola is back. Uh, I'm very excited for that. Um, obviously, Killer, Killers of the Flower Moon, okay. the new Martin Scorsese movie. Um, then um, Evil Does Not Exist, which is... That horror? No, it's an environmental... It's a Japanese environmental drama okay. by Risuke Hamaguchi, the director okay. of Drive My Car. Okay. Um, and, and that sounds exciting. Um, to me, and then there's so many people coming back. There's like Richard Linklater made a movie, David Fincher made a movie, Bradley Cooper made a movie. Uh, I heard Anna Kendrick's first movie is very good. Okay. Uh, Kareda made a movie. Like everyone, like think of any big director. Like, the year is almost over though. Is it this yeah. year or next year? 
they're all coming out this year. Even oh, wow. even with the uh, SAG and WJ strike, uh, mm. those movies are coming out because okay. they're coming here for the festival. Okay, so when you mention SAG, what do you think about the right strike? <laughs> I know I was saying roughly not, but just quickly, quickly. Uh, I uh, fully support uh, the writers and the actors. I think uh, all their concerns are warranted. They should be paid. They should be respected, especially the writers. Um, staff writers don't have that many rights on sets, and they are the basis of the work that we see on screens. Like, uh, as much as I agree with that, that they definitely need to be paid more and all the streaming and all of that, there needs to be some sort of um, some sort of um, way of being of them just getting rewarded for that because it's, it's, it's unaccounted for and um, the executives are just pocketing all of that. Mm. Um, but with the strike going on now, there are people that need work. That, that's true. So, uh, like, uh, so as much as it's a, it's a worthy cost and it's it's essential and it's it's important it's still stopping some people who need to feed their families from working and that's the worry that i have it is a problem because uh i don't blame the people who are striking i blame the studios for this personally um for not being receptive because if you ask any high level executive at netflix um amazon or apple uh, etc they don't care and uh, i remember bob Iger uh, had this very controversial statement saying that he, he didn't even intend on um uh, negotiating anytime soon yeah. so the studios are not really doing the work um do you think it would it would the it'll be any positive outcome to this or I do mean, you think I it's just so. going to keep going on and on do you think there'll be a change there'll be some sort of new contracts being drawn up where you know our writers are able to i mean what about even behind the scenes the set and all of that don't they also deserve all, all of the work behind the scenes the the set design the what else <laughs> all of the other people who are involved in the scene alone like they should they also deserve to get something because right. everyone's seeing their work and admiring their work and aye, aye. did you hear of matt damon and ben affleck's new production company no, I only heard about them working with like Jimmy Fallon or something mm. to pay for something. Like they, and I, I this is not 100% accurate because I don't remember, but they basically started an equitable film production firm and all where all the people working below the line, so the set designer, costume designer, sound people, um, like, um, you know, gaffers, etc., people working below behind the scenes get like a piece of the pie when the profits come in yeah that's a really really yeah. good that's really really good um that's a really really good um innovative idea and i think they deserve all of that so um this has been a really really cool episode of um the real happy hour podcast thank you very much Zhao, for um thank you appearing i'd like you to come again many times <laughs> as much as you want and thank you all for listening and for watching you can please please not you can please subscribe to my youtube channel and if you're listening via any streaming platform please like follow leave a review and we will be back very very soon anything to say have one, one minute left that's it uh <laughs> follow at do right film as well if you want awesome yes please um your social media handle yeah at do the right film 
Awesome. Yeah. And we'll be back again. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye. Bye.